Thanks for being here again for Ask Rip. We know how important this is to your day, and we're happy to help you out by giving you all kinds of useful information gleaned from the questions we receive from you to us on the internet when we ask for them. And uh, so for those of you who are new, the way this works is, is you watch our Facebook, you watch our Instagram, and we'll say, Ask Rip! And you send in your questions for the Ask Rip, and you're about to see how this works. And then what we do is we print those out, put them in a stack, I don't read them, I just get here at the table, Nick turns on the camera, the little recording device here, the lights, and we just start talking, and whatever happens, happens. Okay? Uh, so, uh, uh, when you see the call for Ask Rip questions, you're going to have maybe, what, 30, 45 seconds to turn those in? Because we may get several million questions in a very, very short period of time, and we're just going to deal with a few of them. Okay? It's a very, very popular, very popular show. Uh, one of the top-rated podcasts on the web. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't get in, you don't get in at first, then you, you're not going to get to participate. So, now, let's, let's start. Arnie Asada. Ha! <laughs> That's cute. Arnie Asada. Like carne asada, get it? Your house is on fire, and you go in and say one thing. What do you grab? Well, I got to leave one of the dogs. I got two dogs. That's not a fair question, Arnie. Uh, the house is on fire. Do the dogs get out by themselves? I got two dogs. Do you see the problem I'm in here? What about Steph? I leave her. I save Bjorni, leave Steph and Kara. I save Steph, I leave the two dogs. This is a stupid, no. No, this is one of those desert island questions. We're not going to. All right, Live Laugh Hike from Instagram asks, what would you recommend for someone who loves squatting, but since developing cracking, creaky knee noises as a new fear for them? Live Laugh Hike, conquer your fear. Conquer your fear. Noisy knees have no relationship whatsoever to uh, danger. You know, some people's knees are noisy. Some people's knees are not noisy. There seems to be no relationship between noise and pain. Now, if you're looking for an excuse not to squat because your knees are noisy, well, don't squat. Just don't squat. You don't have to squat. You know, I'm just making you squat, but, I, you know, noisy knees are, have no bearing on whether you squat or not. Uh, it's Sorry, but that's just the case. All right. Seanybrook. Or would this be C. New York Brook? Or is this Shawnee Brook? Uh is asking from Instagram, what is your favorite thing to lean on when you go to sleep? Uh, 
<laughs> you didn't read these either, did you? You just printed them out. Uh, of all of the millions of questions that come in, millions of questions that come in, you didn't edit any of them at all? Nick! <laughs> all right, now here's from Facebook. Nelson Britton asks, have you ever had any autistic trainees do the program? I realize by just merely using the word autistic, I am using a very broad category. But I am personally interested in how it went if you have. My son is autistic, is an autistic 14-year-old, and I am curious to see if the program will alter other neural pathways, etc. I have never trained a, a kid who had been diagnosed as autistic. No. Now, I've had uh, adults in here who were so severely Asperger's that uh, they might as well have been autistic, but they operated just fine. Uh, but I think your question is, is headed in the direction, is weight training a, a, a therapy mode for, for younger kids with autism? And I don't know that. I don't know that. Uh, but it would certainly not be something I would be afraid of trying. Okay, Andrew Lewis, our friend Andrew Lewis, is asking from Facebook. This is probably not going to be appropriate, but all right. Have you seen any fitness non-diet trends move from the publicly accepted category to the publicly rejected category and then again back to publicly accepted? If so, which ones and what were your general thoughts of the situation? <clears throat> Andrew, I think what you meant were what were your general thoughts on the situation, not of the situation. Uh, but, uh, all right, let's, this is rather complicated. Let's see if we can parse this out. Non-diet fitness trends. Fitness trends, publicly accepted, publicly rejected, publicly accepted. Uh, maybe barbell training. You know, because back in the 40s, barbell training was kind of what you did in a gym. And then the public rejected it when Nautilus came along, and now the public has accepted it again uh, through our efforts, the efforts of CrossFit. I think barbell training probably fits that category quite well. But be more careful with your prepositions, okay? Next time you type. All right, Heath... Pierce from Facebook says, hey, Rip, it's 2018. <clears throat> That's kind of a problem already, isn't it? And I'm just now discovering the starting strength method. What's funny is I played baseball at VRJC. And this is Vernon Regional Junior College here in, in the the local area, 2001, 2002, and made many trips to Wichita Falls. Still, just now discovering your method that is brutally simplistic and why I'm drawn to it. Currently, I'm 200 to 205 at 5'6". I'm 37 years old and do not know my 1RM for any lift. I made you, this is kind of a long one, Nick. Did you not see how long this is? You just, okay. 
All right. Well, let me pick back up where I stopped. All right. Uh, he doesn't know his 1RM for any lift. Well, it's all right. Neither do I. I majored in kinesiology at SFA. And I don't know what that is. San Francisco Academy? Santa Fe? Academics? Santa Fe Arts? I don't know, SFA. And as you know, learned basic concepts of the stuff, but always, as you say, thought they were operating over my head. Let me read that sentence again because I'm not entirely clear on this. I majored in kinesiology at some unknown school, and as you know, learned basic concepts of this stuff, but always, as you say, thought they were operating over my head. I have the book on Kindle, and currently through week one, I squatted 320, five sets of five, pressed 135, five sets of five, deadlifted 405 for one set of five, and benched 225, five sets of five. Also, I am T1D, type 1 diabetic. So my question is, should I gain muscle or lose weight? I'd really rather strength train than lose weight. As I grow older, I'm gaining more pounds, but I know I could turn it into muscle. My favorite lift is the deadlift, and I believe I could get to seven to 800 pounds at 200. Now, that's a confident young man. 37. He's 37. He's a young man. He's a young man. He doesn't know how to read, though. He writes badly, and he reads badly, too, because we don't do five sets of five. Heath, we don't do five sets of five. Read it again, okay? Matthew Wojcik from Facebook. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Having dealt with mispronunciations of my name all my life, I... I uh, particularly sensitive to his uh, to his they plight. Your name? People always mispronounce my name. Ripple toe. They had the L. Ripple toe. Ripple toe. Uh, Rip toe. Yeah. Let's make two syllables instead of the required three. Rip toe. All right. Uh, so Matthew Wojcik, he'll call me. Correct me if I. Did that wrong. After doing the program, what is a good next step for someone not looking to compete? Well, uh, Matthew, uh, there's a book called Practical Programming for Strength Training in its third edition that has. Uh, see, but see, now this, I don't know what he means by the program. Is that like after he gets through with all the advanced, the, the Novice, intermediate, advanced phase. He's asking if he should keep lifting. What should he do next? What should he do next for someone not looking to compete? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe he wants to know after his after he's got strong on the novice, what does he do next? Well, you go to the intermediate programming as the book describes. We've talked about this a couple of times. Uh, yeah, or if you just want to stop training, you could just you know start playing badminton. That's a neat sport, kind of underappreciated sport. I remember one of the uh, professors in the PE department at Midwestern used to be a badminton player. 
very impressive. All right, all right, this will be the last one. All right, here's Chris Northern asking from Facebook, what is a better way to judge a competition bench press to rid the sport of powerlifting of ridiculous circus arches? Well, that's an interesting question. I'm less concerned about the arches than I am some of the other aspects of uh, the bench press and powerlifting. Uh, for example, uh, if you have a rule that says that the shoulders and the butt must stay in contact with the bench, um, you're going to have a hard time uh, with uh, describing the, the extent to which you can arch on the bench. Uh, some people have got a more extended lordosis and you're going to have more air under their low back than others if you and if you if you just say uh so you can't in other words you can't say that the whole back has to remain in contact with the bench i think you let them arch what you don't let them do is uh utilize the ridiculous ipf rule that the maximum legal grip in the bench press is 32 inches uh, we have all seen on the internet uh, the videos of the little Russian girl who just takes it out with a wide grip. She's, you know, 4'11", 97 pounds, and she just shrugs and unshrugs her shoulders, and the bar moves about an inch as a result of the shrugs, having not even unlocked her elbows. And according to the IPF rule book, that is a legal bench press. Well, that's foolish, and it is obvious that in powerlifting, the rules should be changed to make the bench press look like a bench press through all weight classes. And the easy way to do it is this. The head judge stops giving the press signal altogether the press rule goes, goes away, the pause rule goes away. But what comes into effect is the rule that the forearms must be vertical when the bar touches the chest. In other words, the grip should be narrowed to the point where everyone produces a vertical forearm at the bottom of the range of motion and then you come back up without a heave. So you do a touch-and-go bench press with vertical forearms and no press participation, no press signal from the, from the head judge. The head judge just does the job of judging whether the forearms are vertical. It's up to the lifter to generate the correct grip to make sure that the press, uh, the bench press, is done according to the rules of vertical forearms at the bottom of the movement pattern. And that fixes the whole thing. It turns the bench press back into the same movement for everybody. And if the girl can arch real, real high, let her arch. It's no big deal. But the problem is that a big arch coupled with short arms means that she's only moving the bar this far, and that's not a bench press. So. The thing is, that's the easiest way to standardize the thing and completely correct the whole thing. Now, will that happen? Ah! See you next time on Ask Rip.